You know, we've been in a series called The Way to Victory. And of course, everybody wants to get to that place of victory in their life. And we talked about that, how that place of victory is it's not necessarily that you have a, an abundance of things. And it's, it, it's just at a place in your life where you can walk in peace in faith, trusting your Heavenly Father, no matter what's happening in this world. Because how many of you know there's some things that's going to hit us and attack us in this world? Amen? We're seeing it right now. And, you know, and ultimately the, the, the way to that victory, the path to that victory is love. All right. Now, I'm going to step away from that series today. All right. God put something on my heart yesterday, and so I changed, and, and I'll come back to that series, all right? It's very, very important that we get all of the nuggets that we're going to get out of this The Way to Victory series. So listen, we'll get back. Don't disregard me. We'll get back to it next week. Stay connected, and, uh, and, 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 and we'll get back to that. But we're still going to be talking about love, okay? Now, I mean, Let's face it, the God kind of love that's in all of us, that's the only thing that's going to change this world, right? Because you see, love is what takes you to that place of victory. Regardless of your racial status, your social status, your nationality, any of those things, love is the common denominator all over the world that will just lead you to a place of peace, right? All right, so we're going to still talk about love today, but what I've, I've titled this message, The Father's Love, all right? And because what God was saying through, through the situations that we're in today is we have so many people that don't understand not only His love, but a natural Father's love. So we're going to talk about those things today. And I entitled it, The Father's Love. Now, it's important to go back and remember that as we walk this earth, all right, we live our lives and we walk this earth, And and this isn't to be scary or to anything, but it's just the truth. We are in a battle, okay? Some people say, oh, pastor, I wish you wouldn't say that. It's kind of scary. But listen, it's just the truth. We are in a battle between good and evil. You know what I'm talking about. There's always some kind of evil or some kind of bad trying to overtake something good. You know, God versus Satan, right? And all throughout history and throughout life as, as as we've had here, you see a common thread through everything, throughout history. And that that common thread is that the family structure, the godly family structure, by the way, that was imparted and put in place by God, has been under attack. Amen? It has. It has been under attack. And a lot of the things that we're dealing with in our world today are a result of that, that family structure being attacked. Okay, now you even have people coming out now trying to convince us that a new normal is a different type of a God, a biblical, a family structure, right? And listen, don't fall into those things. There is one family structure. God set that structure in place. He implemented it in place. Don't stray. Don't waver. Know what you know and know why you believe it. Amen. But the family's been taking some hits. I think you all know what I'm talking about. We've been taking some hits. And as a result of all of these attacks trying to tear the family apart, right? Now, dads, I'm going to be talking to you from here on. We have have a lot of young men growing up in our world, in our cities, in our states, everywhere. A lot of young men that are growing up, they have absolutely no idea what it means to be a father. Absolutely no idea what it means to be a godly father. 
Now, that's a problem. That's a problem. I'm not here to condemn or to get on anybody. Just stick with me. Bear with me. You guys know that's not my heart. I want to point something out here, though. But that's a problem. These, these children growing up need to understand what it means to be a father, a godly father. Because if you study the Bible and you understand that, that God put in place the father to be the spiritual leader of the household. And if you watch and if you study out, you'll see that, that the godly example that God set before us, how God teaches us, how God walks with us, how God provides for us, all of those things, the father in the natural mimics his father in the spiritual realm. Amen. That's what it means to be a godly father, to follow that example, right? But as a result of all of these generations of people, young children, I say young, they're young to me, but children growing up not understanding what does it mean to be a father? What does it mean to be a godly father? We're, we're seeing the results of that today. I had a gentleman that we were talking, had a conversation last week. He said, I just don't understand why this world has got to a place where people just don't respect no respect, no integrity, no character. Guys, I want to tell you something. Respect, integrity, and character comes from the home. It's not going to be taught in your schools. It's not going to be taught in your colleges. It comes from a godly family biblical structure. Dads, the pressure's on you because we've kind of dropped the ball here, right? All of us have dropped the ball, right? We have. And listen, as a result, we have a lot of parents having children, not understanding the true calling that comes with being a father. Having children, ch- having a child is, has become just a byproduct of a sexual relationship. It's just something, well, we had it, well, let's just deal with it. No, uh, having, being a father is a calling. It is a calling where God puts on your life for you to have this child so he can bless you with this child so that you can be the example to this child so this child can grow up with a foundation that's solid so that when the things of this world come, they can respond out of love, respond from the Word of God because they've been taught from a godly father who is serving and committed and loving and walking with his spiritual father. Amen. It rolls, it rolls, it goes just like that, guys. Being a father is a calling. Don't take it lightly. So many people take it lightly. So many people don't see the significance of their fatherhood, of the responsibility of being a father. You are setting an example before your children, right? And think about it, people always talk, we need to see a change. Listen, if we want to see a change in your families, and if we want to see change in the cities, change in the states, change in the worlds, men, Christian men, it's time for us to step up. Take the baton that's being passed to you. Take the challenge. Step up and be the light. Be the example to your family so that people will learn and be able to respond from a godly perspective, right? But you've you got to remember, the family's been under attack. Satan doesn't want you to do that. Satan wants dads to get comfy. Satan wants dads just to not want to fool with the kids. I've worked all day. I don't want to fool with the kids. I'm done. Listen, being a dad is only a short season. I mean, it goes, lasts a lifetime, but you only have them at home for a short season. I mean, that 20 years goes like that, does it not? I mean, it goes quick. I got seven kids, I know. It goes quick. And those, those precious little years, guys, you need, that's when dads, you need to just commit 
right? And you need to be all in for those children because you're, you're putting a foundation that's going to set them up for success or for failure, right? Being a father is very, very significant, very important, right? You have, we got to get to a place in our lives, dads, where we recognize what it means to be a godly father and then walk in the light of that. Walk in the light of that because, listen, you have people watching you, children watching you, everything you do. And, and a lot of parents think their kids aren't watching everything they do, but I learned so much working in, in, in children's and in youth ministry because the kids will come to church and they're not being mean, they're not trying to embarrass mom or dad, they're just have talking. And they talk about stuff. I had one little girl come to me one time telling me all about mom's girl boyfriend. And I'm like, okay, yeah, well. See, mom had no idea the young girl knew, but the girl knew. She's not dumb. She knew, and she was just talking, thought it was funny. But she, the, the thing was, her question was, is that normal in a family? See, mom didn't know. Point is, is you got kids watching. They see everything. They see what you're eating. They see what you're drinking. They see what you're watching. They see where you're going. They see how, what, everything, everything. Like dads, remember this. Remember this. I'll never forget. I had a friend of mine that told me that his dad always told, his, would always tell him, don't do as I do, do as I say. Oh, that's so, don't, please don't ever do that. Don't ever say that. Oh, glory to God. But listen, a lot of men struggle with being a dad. But yeah, dad, it's, it's not really that hard. It's not really that hard to be a dad. I enjoy it. I embrace it. And I love it. And, but it's really not that hard. It, but here's the big thing. It's a commitment. Like I said, you have them at home for a short period of time. But it's a commitment. You've got to be all in. What does that mean? And, and I know a lot of people don't like that word. Commitment. Oh, my gosh. No. That means you're going to have to work at it. That means, Dad, you're going to have to work 60 hours a week, come home when you are dog-tired, right, and fix the washing machine or cut some grass, and then you may have to go to a soccer tournament that night too. Come on. It's a sacrifice in some ways, but it's so rewarding that the benefits that come from it. Glory to God. But you've got to be willing for that commitment. When you take that calling, you accept that calling, you embrace it. Because listen, you are, in, you are pouring into your children a foundation that will take them up or it's going to take them down. Glory to God. You've got to remember that. And Dad, let me just say this. It's not about being perfect. Because I'm going to tell you something. None of us in this room are perfect. None of us are being perfect. None of us are perfect. We're humans. Right? We live in a fallen world. It's just about being honest with your children. Being real with your children. You know, the attributes of a father are very similar to the attributes of a godly father. And, and, and he, said, he set that example right for us. And, and we're just simply supposed to follow that and implement it into our household, right? And, and, and listen, dads, it's okay that if, as you go through life and, and there be times where you just don't have it all together. Right? It's okay for your kids to see that. Because truth is, none of us actually have it all together always, right? No, we don't. And see, when, you, when you're just real with your children, and you're just real with them, and when, you, when they see that, they understand that, that teaches them, hey, 
it's okay, I don't have to live with this unnecessary pressure of trying to be perfect my entire life. Hey, I can just be real. I can just be me. And I can just go through struggles like everyone else. And thank God for my natural father. He's going to see me through these struggles. But how many of you know, not only will your natural father see you through your struggles, but your heavenly father is going to see you through every struggle. You see, you're laying a foundation into, in their lives. But dads, it's just, just be honest with your children. Being real with your children. And a great dad is always supportive of his children. That means he's always there, right? Listen, dads, your most valuable possession is your time. It's your time. Because dads are the providers mostly. You know, I know now that things are different in society today, Right? But, but dads work a lot. Dads work hard a lot of times. Dads are busy. Dads have a lot on their plate. Your time is very, very valuable. Your children know that. And see, when you share your time with your children, when you share your time with your that shows your child just how valuable that they are. Glory to God. Because a great dad is always going to be supportive of his children. Right? Regardless of, what of their desires and their interests. Listen, your children will always value time with dad. Always. A great dad always is, is quick to, to share his passions with his children. It can be hunting. It can be fishing. It can be music. It can be football. It can be anything. But a dad doesn't make something up. A dad shares those passions with his children. Now, what does that how does that benefit the children? Does that teach them to hunt and fish? Yes, it does. But what that teaches the child is that teaches the child that, hey, dad is real. He's all in. And it teaches that when as I grow up, I can pursue my passions, my dreams. I don't have to live up to somebody else or try to fit in by doing this. I can do what I enjoy. My God-given desires that we just saw on the screen. I can pursue those. You just got to be real with your children. Be real. Glory to God. Teach them to seek out the things that they're passionate about. Woo! I can't tell you I, I, I can't tell you how many people that were made to do something by their parents that ended up being a career for their life. You know, I, I, I can tell you story after story of people that maybe they graduated and they wanted to go this path and maybe it was a path that maybe it wasn't a very lucrative type of career but that was their passion and no reason they couldn't take take a no reason they couldn't make a living at it but yet dad owns a business over here and he'd rather have you over here in the business and I can pay you a six-figure salary over here and you're going to go over here and do this now they go do that and they make their make their money and their life goes on but they forgot and they lost that thing that was so passionate in their heart don't put out a fire that's in your child's heart. Don't put, do, now listen, it, now you got to balance that because some of these dreams can be crazy. You know, Dad, I'm moving to Mars and I'm living to Mars. Well, okay, son, go at it. You know, but, all right, you got to balance it. But listen, don't put out a fire just because you think you, you, you see, when you think you know what's going to be best for them down the road, sometimes they got to go through some stuff and learn some stuff. You got to let them go through some stuff and learn some stuff. And you got to be there with them and walk through it just like your heavenly father does you. Amen. All right. Listen, a great dad is always building up his children. All right. What do we mean by that? Dads, you need to choose your words wisely. Choose your words. Your words are a powerful tool. 
Very powerful tool. Come on, we all know that, that, that words can either tear down, destruct, kill, destroy, whatever. Or it can either edify, build up, and bring life. Dad, you need to choose your words wisely. You have little ears and little eyes watching and listening, right? And listen, learn to watch, especially in the heat of the moment. And it's all, we've all been there. Come on, we've all been there. I'm a dad, I have seven kids. I know what happens, right? But be very careful how you react when you feel that anger coming over a situ- in a situation. Be very careful what you speak in that moment. Be very, very careful. And even if you do speak something that you know you shouldn't have said, and we've all done it. Come on, y'all. Don't look at me so holy. I didn't know I was in the, no, in the seminary here, but <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But when you, even if you speak out of line, be quick to repent. Be quick to go to your children. I can't tell you how many times that when I was learning all this out throughout life where I would actually sit my children down and have to ask for forgiveness. Probably not enough, right? Probably not, but be quick to make that right because you're teaching. You're laying a foundation in your children's lives, right? Always, always, always speak life over your children. Speak positive words, right? Don't just, listen, the things that you speak over your child right now, oh, there's power, power in your words. Don't speak negative things over your children. Speak life over them. A great dad is always going to be positive, and he's always going to be encouraging, lifting up the children. Think about Jesus, look with me in Matthew. Yeah, Matthew 3. I think about Jesus here. All right, and when he was getting baptized by John, John the Baptist. And now we have our Heavenly Father up there. Jesus is about to be baptized, and, and the Spirit comes on him. And in and, and, and verse 17, God said, This is God, his Heavenly Father. He says, and a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son who brings me great joy. God is speaking positive words of encouragement over His Son. His Son, He's setting an example for us to follow, right? He was letting Him know, I approve of you. I support you. We're in this together. I'm going to be with you, right? And never forget, dads, your children are always seeking your approval, whether you know it. And, and, and I'm getting kind of into some parent parental things from doing parental classes and all, but there's kids, teenagers, especially teenagers and in, in, in preteens, they have voids that they need to fill in their lives, voids. And if they don't have that relationship with their family and with their father, right, and if they don't have that support, if they don't have that approval, they're going to fill that void with something from this world. And it can be very dangerous. I've seen it happen many, many times. Many, many times. Many times. So you need to make sure that you're always supporting them. Now listen, that doesn't mean you can't ever correct them. Don't misunderstand me, right? You've got to be dad and you've got to be able to correct them, right? But you do it in love, right? And you always want to make sure that you're giving that approval. And let me just say this. They need to hear it. So they need, to, they need you to speak it, right? So dads, it's okay to say, I love you, even to your son. It's okay. I know, I know people now that never heard their dad say that I love them, right? 
Because in different society, things were different. We, were, we weren't rough and tough if you, didn't, if you said those words. But it's okay. You can say that. I love you. Right? But they need to hear it. Just like your wife needs to hear that you say, I love you. I, can't, I keep thinking about that wedding that we were at where the guy said, afterwards, he said, well, I don't have to tell her again. I told her that one time when we got married. And, you know, and you know, I'm like, no, that's not how that works. They got to hear you say it, all right? Now, another attribute is a great dad is always generous with his kids. And every kid said, amen. That's right. <laughs> but listen, dad's one of the greatest investments in your entire life of course, it's your family, but mostly your kids. Your kids, because see, you're, 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 you've been called to raise them. You've been called to train them. You've been called to bring them up into the ways of the Lord. You've been called to, to, to all implement all of these values and all of this character and all of this integrity in them so that when they grow up, they can go out on their own and they can stand strong. Because, I mean, you know, this is a nasty world, right? It's a nasty world trying to knock your feet out from under you, and they need to be ready for that. But listen, one of the greatest investments in your entire world is your kids. Seize that opportunity. Seize it. Make any investment you can in your kids. Be generous with your time. See, y'all thought I was going to say money, didn't I? (laughs) Be generous with your words. Be generous with your money. Come on. It's okay to... To be a little frugal here and there, and all of support your kids, support their interests if you can afford it. You know, you know where you're at, you know what you can afford, but support them with your money, right? But most important, support them by sacrificing your own desires. You got them for a little while, a little while. Well, I really want to go on this fishing trip. Well, I got a soccer tournament over here. Guess where Dad needs to be? The soccer tournament, right? <laughs> <laughs> the soccer tournament. Dad needs to be there. But guys, dads, and I know, I know how it is. I work a hard job. I work sometimes 50 plus hours a week, right? And you come home and you're tired. You want a shower and you know what? And, and, and sometimes your child just wants to go get ice cream. Take them. Seize those opportunities. Be generous with your kids. Be generous because you're teaching. You're, put, put, you're putting an investment in your children. You're laying a foundation that they can stand on, that they can walk on. Glory to God. Look with me at John, verse 15. John, verse 15. All right, dads, I hope everybody's looking at me like I'm going to throw a rock at you. I'm not getting on to anybody. Praise God. But I want you to understand the importance of your fatherhood, the importance of you being the father that God has called you to be. Praise God. John 15, verse 12. And Jesus is telling us right here, and I love this. He says, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay one's life down for one's friends. Now, if Jesus is saying, hey, there's no greater love than to lay your life aside for your friend, how much more, how much greater is it to lay down your life for the love of your child? Come on. Be willing to make that sacrifice, Dad. Be willing to make that sacrifice. Now, a great dad is also always forgiving. All right, now this is one that, that we have to practice a lot, okay? I understand this from having kids. But I'm going to tell you something. And I'm going to tell you something just so great that I know that most of you don't know this. Your kids are going to make mistakes. Woo! Wow, that was deep. 
They are. And listen, they're gonna, they are, they are gonna make mistakes, and I'm gonna take that's a guarantee. You can take that one to the bank. And they're gonna make some mistakes, and you're gonna be like, What? What? Why? What? Your head is like, I just can't know why. Because they're gonna do kid things. They're gonna and kid things are kind of sometimes woohoo. Out in left field, and you're just, you can't even, where did you even get there? I don't understand. It's just not even making any sense. But listen, they're going to do these things. But dads, this is the time when you have to respond. Remember, we were talking about responding. So, because an emotion is going to rise when they do some crazy things. You know, when, the, when your son comes up and says, Dad, I spray painted your truck pink. Okay. All right. Why? You know? All right. Now you've got some emotions about to rise up. Something's about to happen because you're about to respond. You know, but no, you need to respond. You need to seize that opportunity to show that God kind of love that's in your heart. It's not always easy depending on what they do. Come on, I understand, right? But you've got to respond and show that kind of love, not condemn. That means that you don't just yell, rant, cuss them, call them, whatever you do. You don't do any of that. No, you, you, you restrain, you restrain yourself, and you hold back, and you, oh my gosh, and then you approach it in love, and then you coach them. You, coach, you seize the opportunity, right? I know I'm, I'm laughing a little bit about this, but this is very serious. But you seize that opportunity not to condemn them, but you love them. Right? And you train them. Because remember, you're laying a foundation. You're, taking, you're setting some things in, in place in their life that they can stand on for, forever. And you seize those opportunities to train them, to turn them back. To, to, just like God pulls you back in line when you decide to, when you begin to stray, right? And you, you're training them to make right choices, right? That's what you do. You seize those opportunities. And then you show that love. And there again, you make sure to remind them that they're still their biggest supporter. Now understand, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that, that you try to fix everything for them. Because see, they've got to learn. There's consequences that come from their actions. But see, just like your heavenly father never leaves, leaves you when you bring consequences on yourself and you ride down that bumpy road, you're going you're gonna to deal with those consequences. So does a natural father. He lets the child see and make the mistake, deal with the consequences, know that he loves them, he supports them, and he's going to walk away. I got your back, baby. You're going to deal with this. You're going to deal with some pain for a couple of weeks. You're going to deal with some problems because you brought this on yourself. See, kids need to know that their actions have consequences. This is something that's getting pushed way to the side in our society. We have such an entitled society today. It's all about me. All about me. I was at Home Depot the other day and there was three teenagers in there. And they were, they were, not, they were just being teenagers. And there was an older lady going out the door. And they were coming up behind her. And they were probably 13, 14 years old. And she, he just pushed her out of the way. Get out of the way, Granny. You know, like that. Well, that didn't sit well with me. And so I quickly corrected him, and he looked at me, and he said, what are you going to do about it? And so I just snatched his skateboard out of his arm, and uh, I said, what are you going to do about it, <laughs> you know? And, you know, just kind of got his attention, and I made him apologize to the lady. And the lady, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. No, it's not okay. They need to respect, right? They need to have, they need to, to, to have an, the correct attitude toward their elders. Amen. 
Because I'm going to tell you, somebody else could have been in that situation, may have just took the skateboard, you know, yeah, I don't know. But see, thank God they had a pastor responding out of love. <laughs> oh my God. Listen, <laughs> these are all great attributes of what it means to be a great father. And they sound very, very, very similar to our Heavenly Father, don't they? They do. They do. Because you see, God set the perfect example for us. He set the perfect example for us. You see, in the natural, the Father is the provider. The Father is, is the one that, that gives direction. He gives wisdom. He speaks, he speaks wisely into His family. He provides safety for His family. All of these things. And a, and a natural father... He meets his children when they make mistakes and he loves them. He doesn't judge them and he, he walks with them through the consequences of their actions and, he, and, he, and then he, he slowly steers them back on the right path and he holds tight there with them and he, because a father's love is so important. Sounds like your heavenly father, doesn't it? Just like your heavenly father. He set that great example for us to follow. Dads, we just have to walk in the light of it. Walk in the light of it because... He is our ultimate provider. God has unlimited wisdom, uh, giving direction, leading us, redirecting us, all of that. Talk about how important your relationship with your Heavenly Father is. Dads, you should have a relationship stronger than anybody. Anybody. Dads, if you want your children to have that relationship, they need to see that you have that relationship. Come on. Not condemning anybody, not getting on anybody, but if you want your children to be praying, they need to see Dad praying. If you want your children to be reading their Word, they need to see Dad read their Word. Come on. They're watching. They're learning. They're following your examples. Praise God. But most importantly, you need to make sure that you're cultivating that relationship with your Heavenly Father. Because everything God does for us, everything that He's done for us, all of that is just simply Because He loves us. It's not because we have anything to give Him. Right? It wasn't to get anything out of us. It was just because He loved us. And we just got to learn to recognize that, what it means to be a godly father. Recognize that and walk in the light of it. Because you got to remember something. We're in a covenant with God. Right? And I've I've, I've talked about the importance and the significance of a covenant. You don't break a covenant. God's not going to break His covenant. Now, you, my, my first thought when I was thinking about this, I was like, well, why would God make a covenant with us? I mean, think about it. He's God. He's the Creator. He's the Creator of heaven and earth. And we're man. So, I mean, why would God enter into a covenant with us? I mean, think about it. You could say, why would He bring Himself down to our level? All right? or, or better yet, and ultimately, why would He tie Himself for generations into a covenant with us. Well, look with me at Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 7. I, I, was, I, I stand on this verse for a dear, dear family that's believing God for a child. But uh, how do you know? God brings revelation from Scripture in a lot of different ways. Right? So God showed me. Beginning in verse 8, and I'll just read through it. It says, 
Rather, it was simply that the Lord loves you and he was keeping the oath that he had sworn to your ancestors. That's the covenant. That is why the Lord rescued you with such a strong hand from your slavery from the oppressive hand of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed God. He is faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey him. His commands. Guys, he keeps his covenant. And he did all of that simply because of what it said right there in verse 8. That the Lord loves you. His love. And because of that love, and because of that love, he created the covenant. And we have that covenant. And because we are in a covenant with him, we have benefits. Look, look at verse 12. We have been, there's benefits of the covenant. It says, if you listen to these regulations and faithfully obey them, the Lord your God will keep His covenant with unfailing love with you as He promised with an oath to your ancestors. He will love you and bless you. He will give you many children. Many children. There's not going to be a barren womb when you're in covenant with God. You will have children because His Word says. And we can stand on that promise because His Word says that God will keep the covenant. He will give fertility to your land and your animals when you arrive in the land. He swore to give your ancestors. You will have large harvests of grain, new wine and olive oil, great herds of cattle, sheep and goats. You will be blessed above all the nations of the earth. None of your men or women will be childless. And the law, your livestock, will bear young. And the Lord will protect you from all sickness. Glory to God. That's benefits of the covenant that we're in with our Heavenly Father. Whoo, glory to God. And see, that covenant covers all of that simply because of God's love. See, the Father's love is so important. The natural father's love is so vital to, the, to his family, to the success of his future of his family. But you see, the heavenly father's love is so vital, so very important, all because of a father's love. We have so much to be thankful for, so much to be thankful for. Now listen, today's Father's Day, and of course I don't, I don't want to take anything away from that. I want to honor all the fathers, all right? That's what we do. And, and I want to encourage fathers... I want to encourage you that you don't take that role lightly. You be the example God called you to be. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't, it doesn't mean you have all the money all the time. It doesn't mean, to say none of that matters. See, that's just part of living life together. But you respond from a heart of love and you respond from a, a heart of wisdom with the God that's living on the inside of you to help you train and bring up your children. Glory to God. you got little kids. A lot of little eyes and little ears watching you, listening to what you're saying. If you're speaking negatively over situations in your life instead of positively in your situations in your life, when they grow up, they're going to have that attitude. If you're speaking, if you're speaking harsh towards your spouse, or if you're, 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 you're not exactly treating your spouse as a godly husband should treat them, how many of you know your daughters are watching? And as they grow up, they're going to see that and they're going to think, that's how it's supposed to be done, right? So when they get married and their husband is, is treating them with respect, then they feel like they're out of place. No, you're supposed to be mean to me. You're supposed to be harsh to me. You have a lot of kids, a lot of little eyes and ears watching, learning everything, taking notes, you know, mental notes. And it gets in there and these kids don't even know it and it'll come out. It'll come out. I can't tell you how many stories I've heard 
about little kids telling stories about how dad makes noises with his body. And I don't understand what the fascination is there, but it happens, right? They're watching these things. <laughs> They're watching. But listen, dads, I want to encourage you, hold tight to your relationship with God. Hold tight. Recognize him as your spiritual father because you got, them for, you got your, your kids for a short time. Short time. And it so much depends on that relationship. So much with God. I mean, in a nutshell, how you view your relationship with God, right? It depends on how you can stand in faith when struggles come. I mean, if you see your relationship with God as just some long distance this or that, you know, well, I give him a couple of weeks a month and that ought to do it. You know, I guess I'm okay. But when, when you have that attitude, see, when, when the hard things come, and they're going to come, you're, they're going to hit you at some point, when all of this comes across your path, right, and you've got to stand up against it, well, you haven't, you, you're not all in that relationship. You don't have a full understanding of His covenant, full understanding of His Word, a full understanding of His promises, His protection, His provision, all of that. So then you have the tendency to waver when you're in a battle yourself. You, they have a tendency to allow doubt to come up and creep into your mind because you're not staying close to your Heavenly Father. You're not nurturing that relationship, right? Dad's on encourage you. You've got a lot on your shoulders. Those of you that, are, that are, are looking to be a dad soon, listen, understand the calling. It's very significant, very important. Just like it is for a mother, right? Neither one's greater than the other. They, they both have to be there for this thing to work, right? And I know in our society today, there's a lot of single mothers out there now, unfortunately. But that wasn't God's best and wasn't God's plan, right? God's plan was for the biblical family. But over the years of the attack, the attack and the separation, separation. See, we've, we've come up with, a, with a, a new way. And now moms, and this is why I call moms super mom today, because now you have moms that have to step up and do both roles, work full time, take care of the house, take care of this. It's, it's a lot on moms. But ultimately, it's not all their responsibility. Where are the dads? Where the dad, it's time for the men of God to rise up. It's time for the men of God to step up. Understand the significance and the importance of their role as a father. I'll, I'll tell you this. I, 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 when I was in, in Oklahoma, there was a lady who went to church with us, and she had a rough past. She had five children. Five children. And I'm not telling you anything she wouldn't tell you. It's in her testimony. She had five children, and every one of them was by a different dad. Every one of them was by a different dad. Now she, you know, there again she got saved and she, she's got things straightened out in her life and serving God now. As a matter of fact, she's a missionary now with her children. But those five children, of those five children, none of the dads supported, had anything to do with it. Those children. All, it, was just a, it, was just a, it was just it was just something we did. This is just something we had. Now she had to respond through all of this. Praise God she took the high road. And praise God she's serving God who's providing for her a heavenly father and now she's married again with a wonderful man that accepts those children as his own. Praise God. God had a better plan. Had God had a better fix. Amen. Let me call the band up and we'll close with this. But dad, you need to really, really, really hold tight to that relationship. Amen. And, and uh, never forget, if you're ever wondering about how God will 
fight for you, how God will take care of you, how God will do whatever He can for you. When you're thinking about that relationship, think about your relationship with your own children. When, if there's anything ever attacking your children, or trying to hurt your children, or trying to take from your children, or trying to do anything to your children, what do you do? You go after it. You're going to get this straight. You're going to do anything within your power to fix it, to take care of it. And see, when you, when you, when you, un, when you lose sight of your relationship with God, then you lose sight of the fact that He will move mountains to care for you. He'll do anything to care for you if you stay connected to Him. Stay connected to Him. Amen. And you've got to stay connected. Glory to God. Listen. I want to encourage you, and I want to honor all fathers. Thank you for taking the call, and thank you for being the godly example God's called you to be. But I want to encourage everybody today to recognize our Father in heaven as your spiritual Father, and take the time to praise Him. Take take to take the time to thank Him for all of the blessings and all the benefits that He has provided for each and every one of us. Let's pray.